1: He tells us that one day all evil will be eliminated forever, and until that day, we're told to trust Him, to walk us through the valley of the shadow of death. You go through hard times, you learn to trust your Father. Here in 1 Peter chapter 4, the Bible gently confronts our attitudes about the suffering that life inevitably brings our way. Do you catch yourself
0: wondering why God would allow certain bad things to happen? In today's message, Pastor Robert will be teaching that we shouldn't find it strange to go through trials. Suffering is part of our journey here on earth and it causes us to trust our Father more than ever before. It's a time of growth when the Lord refines us and increases our faith. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
1: We're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 4 one more time, if you want to open your Bibles to that area of Scripture. You know, one of the most painful privileges a pastor has is walking beside people as they endure tragedy in this lifetime. I I can no longer even count the number of times I've been asked that question. Why? Why is this happening to me? People go through car accidents. We've dealt with murders,
2: plane crashes,
1: drownings. I had one yesterday. I got a phone call as my son was getting, you know, David and Isabel were moving yesterday and we were getting ready to walk out the door to go help them move. And I got a call from the police department that, you know, a tourist couple, they come here, you know, crews of a lifetime, supposed to be leaving today on one of the cruise ships and elderly couple. And apparently he had a heart attack in the surf and drowned. And so the... Wife, now they were here, just the two of them, and now she's trying to figure out how to get her husband back home to Europe, you know, his body. And so we asked the question why does this kind of stuff, I mean, why does God allow evil to continue in our world? Well, He allows it because some of you are still evil and He loves you. And if you died today, you'd go into an eternity without Him. Now that's a difficult pill to swallow for some people because we don't, none of us see ourselves, most of us don't see ourselves as evil. And we'll come back to that in in just a minute. But the Bible tells us that there are those who today are evil, but who will one day turn to him in repentance, be transformed by his grace and cleansed of all unrighteousness. He tells us that one day all evil will be eliminated forever. And until that day, we're told to trust him, to walk us through the valley of the shadow of death. When you go through hard times, you learn to trust your Father. Here in 1 Peter chapter 4, the Bible gently confronts our attitudes about the suffering that life inevitably brings our way verse 12 says beloved do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings that when his glory is revealed you may also be glad with exceeding joy If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed. But on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Some of you guys need to underline that. I'm sorry, but please underline that. Verse 16, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian... Now, as I often do, I want to point out three things from this passage for us to contemplate. The first one, he says, don't be shocked by the suffering. Don't be shocked when suffering comes your way. Verse 12 confronts that common reaction to the normal trials and tragedies of human life he says beloved do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you now when Peter wrote this remember he wrote it in Greek I don't know Greek so I had to go to the dictionary and look it up I was just curious about it you know what is this fiery trial what is he actually saying there and it's a direct reference to a smelting pot you know like a a refiner of metals he's like don't be surprised by the smelting pot don't be surprised don't be shocked when your Creator purifies you. That's what He's saying. Isaiah 48.10 says, Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. You know, there's a popular theology today that basically says God doesn't send affliction to you. He doesn't do hurtful things. He doesn't send suffering. Listen, I'm sorry. That's just a lie. The Bible says he does. The Bible says he sends affliction to you because he loves you. Not because he's capricious. Not because he's vindictive. Not because he wants to punish you. The punishment went right there. Jesus took all the punishment. No, he loves you, therefore he disciplines you. The Bible says he chastises. He disciplines those whom he loves. This is telling us that he puts us through it to purify us sometimes, to make us more than we are, to make us more pure at heart than we are. If you're a sincere follower of the Lord Jesus, you can expect this process to occur as a normal part of your life. You know, when you find yourself asking the question, why is this happening to me? The answer is because God loves you so much. And if you're not seeing it that way, then there's something you're misunderstanding. The refiner's fire. He's allowing it for the purpose of dealing with some impurity in your heart. Now, we're not necessarily talking about things that we would view as a major sin, right? I mean, we think of, like, we think of the big sins, right? sexual immorality and lying and stealing and all these kind of things, right? Do you understand that the Bible actually tells us That unbelief may be the most harmful sin in the human experience now I'm not saying you should go around lying and stealing and living in sexual immorality quite often though I believe those are the result of unbelief what is unbelief what are we really talking about well at its core I think you could say unbelief is questioning the character of God See, we think of it like doubting that he will do something or, you know, not having enough faith. And, you know, but see, I, I think it's really, it boils down to, is he really going to take care of me? I mean, it, can I really trust him? Is he really good? And I, I mean, that's what the devil said in the Garden of Eden, you know, with Eve. He's like, did God really say that? You realize he's just trying to hold out on you. He, he knows if you eat that, you'll become wise like him and he doesn't want you to be wise like he is you can't trust him in hebrews chapter 3 god says it was unbelief which prevented the nation of israel from receiving the inheritance which god had prepared for them. now that's significant let me say that again it's unbelief which will prevent you from receiving the inheritance which god has for you but remember we're not talking about just believing strongly enough that God is going to give you everything you want or whatever it is you're asking for no he may love you too much he may say no unbelief is doubting his character Hebrews three twelve warns us beware brethren lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God But exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief.
0: and we want to let you know that you can help partner with us to help see Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy.
2: We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio.